This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. So if you had one book to, you know, give to an emergency manager, a new guy to start in his day off, you know, for day one as an emergency manager, what would it be? Hi, and welcome to EM Weekly, and this is your host, Todd DeVoe speaking, and this week we're not doing an interview. Nope. This week, it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving today. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody who's listening. It's uh, Thanksgiving 2018, and uh, uh, first of all, I just want to say what I'm thankful for, and I'm thankful for all of my guests who have come on EM Weekly, and to all of the listeners um, of Ian Weekly. I couldn't be here without you guys. You know, it's we do this for, for you. We do this for the community. It's not about us. We just happen to be the conduit. And, and I do really appreciate all you all being here. It's exciting to when I get to meet uh, some of the some of the audience members when I'm out at the conferences. Uh, you know, people give me a call and I'm, I'm always open to, to talk to everybody. So I, again, I do appreciate everybody who has listened and, and who is part of this community. I do appreciate everybody on the EM Weekly uh, Facebook group. That's a lot of fun. I love interacting with everybody over there, uh, some of the conversations that go on. And realistically, today, with the book list that's coming out, that's what this is all about. And it came from from that that group. And so I do appreciate and I'm thankful for, for everybody who who participated in in that poll regarding what book or books belong on the emergency manager's bookshelf. So I was debating on whether to start with number one and start from there and go down to number 10, but I decided I'm going to start at number 10. That way it kind of leads up to number one, right? It's the exciting, you know, hey, you know, give me the envelope for the number one book or books that belong on the bookshelf. And in this case, in this case, number one is definitely just one book. So I'm going to start it off. It's kind of exciting. And we're going to have these lists um, on the website, on emweekly.com. Uh, obviously, those that are in the group can see it. And you can over these books, you can get all of them. You can get at Amazon. You can get at Barnes & Noble. Most booksellers, some you can go directly and buy. Um, I highly recommend these, these books to go on your bookshelf. Or, even better yet, you know the holidays are coming up. And if you don't know what to buy an emergency manager or your friends or family buy these books. It's a, it's always nice. To, I, I like getting books at Christmas time for me. You know, uh, it's, it's always nice. You know, it's better than underwear, I suppose, <laughs> unless you like underwear, you know, but, uh, you know, pajamas, I suppose are, are always comfy, but you can always get a book. And so we're going to start off with number 10. I was surprised this one came in number 10. Uh, I thought this was going to get a little bit more play on the, on the list. However, it didn't. Um, I think it's two things. One is it's really specific uh, to a set of disasters. And number two, uh, it's fairly new. It just came out April of of this year, of 2017. And the name of the book is The Big Ones, How Natural Disasters Have Shaped Us and What We Could Do About Them by Dr. Lucy Jones. And Dr. Lucy Jones in Southern California is kind of a fixture during the earthquake times. Uh, Whenever there's an earthquake, she's from Caltech. And she'd be on TV talking about the earthquake. Uh, she has retired since, um, although she's still on TV. 
Um, I had the honor of being on stage with Dr. Jones on a couple of presentations that we did over the years uh, here in Southern California. She's a really great lady, uh, and I'm, I'm excited that she has this book out. And I'm excited that she made the list, um, although it be at number 10. I would have expected this to have been a little bit higher. I did not put uh, this book on our list. So just to kind of go back a little bit, the idea was I put some books on there that I thought were kind of cool, and then everybody had the opportunity to place a book on the list as well who are part of the group. And so a bunch of people put other books on there outside of the ones I started with. So we ended up having somewhere around, I think it was 30 books on the list. I don't know, I could be wrong. I'll go back and count. But somewhere on that that, that number. And um, uh, so this made number 10. And so basically it's it's about earthquakes, floods, tsunamis, hurricanes, volcanoes that all stem from the earth. What the disasters occur, how we, we can do. It's a really interesting book. I have it on my shelf myself. Uh, I, I've, I've started reading it. I have not read the entire thing. I have to be truthful. All right, Lucy Jones, sorry, but uh, I haven't read the entire thing. I've read parts of it, but it's a really good book as far as what I've read of it. And I know that other people who have read it really recommended it. And this name made number 10 on our list. The next one, which I was really surprised, um, this one was on the list. And I read this book a while ago. Um, It's a really good book, but it really goes into um, survival and the instincts of survival and it's called The Gift of Fear and Other Survival Signals That Protect Us from Violence by uh, Gavin DeBecker. And Gavin DeBecker, if you guys don't know who he is, um, he's the industry's largest or biggest or most important, I guess, personal safety um, companies that's out there. So like movie stars, people like that, Dignitary Protection, they hire uh, Gavin DeBecker's company and that's what they do. Uh, kind of an interesting company, to be honest with you. And the gift of fear really goes into why that feeling of fear, the gut feeling of fear, um, is really important, um, and how it, how it kind of saves you, and to listen to your gut, to trust your instincts. That is, again, you can get this on Amazon or, or Barnes Noble or any other booksellers. Those are the big ones online, I suppose. And I highly recommend it. In some cases, you can find pieces of it uh, as well on PDF via Google search. So um, if you want to take a look at it before you buy it, that's an option to do as well. So the next book, I, I to be honest with you, I have not read this book, nor have I heard of it um, until it made this list. This is actually number nine. Uh, Gavin DeBecker's book and um, Dr. Jones's book made number 10 as a tie. So this is number nine. It's called Deep Survival, Deep Survival, Who Lives and who dies and why. And this is by uh, Lawrence Gonzalez. Um, I have not read this book. I really can't give you a personal recommendation, but it made the list. And again, Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, you can find them both there. Um, other booksellers, I suppose. So the Amazon write-up says over a decade since its original publication, uh, Lawrence Gonzalez's best-selling deep survival has helped save lives from the deepest wilderness and just as it has improved readers' everyday lives. It's a mix of adventure narrative, survival science, and practical advice has inspired everyone from business leaders to military officers, educators, and psychiatric professionals on how to take control of stress, learn to assess risk, and to make better decisions under pressure. Now, with a new introduction to his book, this is the newest uh, copy of it, and you can get it. And you can also get it on Audible. And, uh, so this one I might check out, you know, that's, uh, I haven't read it. It made the list. It's number nine on our list of the top 10 books that belong on your bookshelf. So let's move it on. This is kind of a cool one here. Uh, this book's kind of interesting. Um, it's, it's actually 
the author, he had two books on the top 10. So uh, for those of you that are out there, and if that's uh, important to our to our emergency managers out there, it's, uh, it's interesting. So this book is called The Dichotomy of Leadership, and I'm actually reading that book right now. Uh, it's full of stories that kind of show you leadership principles and how to really kind of balance that uh, what leading a company or leading an organization is really about. It's uh, Jocko Will, uh, Willink um, and also Leif uh, Babin, and they're two Navy SEALs, and they take their stories of combat and put them into into action and, and show how what leadership styles are. And they have some stories regarding some businesses that they did some uh, consulting for and and, uh, and how they were able to, to use those principles that learning in the military um, into action in the uh, business world. Uh, it's really a leadership book. Uh, I find it kind of interesting. Um, the stories, for me personally, uh, I find that because of my time in the military, uh, the war stories are whatever. But the the, interest, the interesting part about it is the principles of the leadership of how they take in the military aspect of it and put it into the everyday business side of it. So if you like war stories and, and that type of stuff, this book might be for you. But if you like the ideas of principles of using the military style leadership and putting it into um, into business, uh, this is a, a good book for you. And again, this made number eight is the dichotomy of leadership. Moving on. This book, I had the opportunity of reading, and we just keep missing each other, but we're going to have him on the show, and it's by Kelly McKinney, and it's called The Moment of Truth, and I really like the way he put this book together, and again, it's a little bit of storytelling, but they're taking potential disasters, some real disasters that that occurred, uh, putting kind of faces and names to it, and using the principles of emergency management to tell the story and then going into how those principles of emergency management could be applied um, in that said disaster. So there's some, a little bit of nine 11 in there, some active shooter stuff in there. It's a really interesting book. Kelly did a great job putting it together. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited that made the list and that one made the uh, number seven on the top 10 uh, books. There are a couple of ties in there. Just to let you know, just kind of prepare you for that. But yeah, so Kelly's book was, is really great. Um, I'm waiting to get him on the show. We've had a couple of times where he was scheduled and we just couldn't make things work out for whatever reason. Uh, and Kelly, if you're listening out here, man, we're waiting for you to come on the show to talk about your book and your process. So, but yeah, and he is an emergency manager, um, out of New York city, uh, so he he's the real deal. So it's not just a guy writing a book. It's it's that's one of us. It's a practitioner. He Kelly's a practitioner of emergency management, and he wrote this book called The Moment of Truth. So moving on from that, now we're back into Jacko and Leif's second book, or technically it's their first book, um, but this it's the number six on the books that should be on the bookshelf of the emergency manager, and it's called Extreme Ownership. How U.S. Navy SEALs lead and win, and this is there's a new edition out there for it. Uh, you, again, you can get this at any um, any book seller around uh, Amazon or uh, Barnes and Noble, are the ones online that I found. And I have not read this book, and I haven't started it. Um, I started with obviously the dichotomy of leadership. That's extreme ownership, I guess, for everybody. And this has been recommended a few times by their guests, and said this is a really good book. Uh, this is actually on my list to read. Uh, I purchased the book. I have not read it yet. Um, so it's on my list to read, and it's in my bookshelf already. So it's Extreme Ownership 
uh, by Jacko and Leif, Jacko Willink and Leif Babin. And this is made number six on our top 10. Now we're moving into the top five books. Before we move into our top five, I want to take a quick break here and uh, take a listen to our sponsors because without them, we wouldn't be here. Seconds count during an emergency. That's why at Titan HST, we're always inventing new technology to help people stay safe and help people who can provide help get connected with people who need help. At Titan HST, we've deployed mesh networking, allowing emergency communication even when networks are down, augmented reality, and real-time translation. We believe in the power of people to help each other stay safe and thrive. Emergency managers need exercise in order to test preparedness and efficiency during an emergency situation. TTX Vault provides pre-assembled, pre-filled out tabletops, drills, and functionals so you can exercise more effectively and at a reduced cost. With TTX Vault, customers receive either a disk or flash drive pre-uploaded with the exercise of their choice. Print out the documents, review, fill in the information, and you are ready to execute the exercise. Your first step to preparedness is going to ttxvault.com. Welcome back from that quick break, and thank you for listening to the sponsors, and and please reach out to them and and tell them that Ian Weekly sent you, because without them, we really couldn't be here, and it's, it's really, you know, it's a really important thing for us to to keep, keep bringing quality uh, and exciting um, um, interviews to you all. So again, thank you for listening to the sponsors. Reach out to them and tell them Ian Weekly sent you. So number five on the top ten list here is The Edge of Disaster, uh, Building a Resilient Nation. And I read this book a while ago. This is actually an older one. It's uh, from February of 2007 is when it came out. And it's by uh, Stephen Flynn. And, and it's really he really gets into the fact of that we're really unprepared as a nation goes into terrorism a little bit, talks about natural disasters, where we're vulnerable, what we can do to, to fix it. And we really haven't learned those lessons necessarily uh, from Katrina. And obviously we see this with Rita and we see this with uh, Maria and and Harvey and uh, all the superstorm Sandy, you know, so these disasters are hitting us. What are we learning from? If you want, we should go back in time here and read this book, uh, The Edge of Disaster uh, by Stephen Flynn. And I, I think that you will enjoy it. Um, I enjoy it. It's on my bookshelf. I actually, this is one of the ones I did put on, on my, uh, on the list and it got voted. Um, it got voted number five on the list. It's kind of a, like I said, it's an older book, but I still think it's really worth the time to take a look at and, and read. And uh, Stephen Flynn comes with uh, some really good credentials behind his name. Took the time to, to write this book. It's not a very big book. It's uh, I want to say it's less than 200 pages, but it is definitely a, a it's a page turner, if you will. And you're really going to take some life lessons from it. I, I took this and book and as I was reading it, I highlighted areas, underlying things, um, and put them into practice uh, when I teach my emergency management classes at the college. Um, I use a lot of the stuff here from the edge of disaster. We're talking about recovery and really building that resiliency um, into our communities. So number five is the edge of disaster by Stephen Flynn. Moving up to the next one here. And it's uh, number four. It is lights out a cyber attack, a nation unprepared surviving the aftermath. And this is by Ted Koppel. And, you know, at first I was like, Ted Koppel, you know, he's a reporter. What's he know? You know, but I, I give it a shot. So I pick up the book. I start reading it. I'm like, wow, 
this is an exciting book. Uh, Ted has done a really good job of, of researching it uh, and living this, and, and he really believes it. I mean, he's he's prepared, and he has his family prepared um, for for disasters. And, and I think that if you could take a guy like Ted Koppel, who, you know, the reporter, you know, is very stoic when he reports, and uh, he's a longtime reporter, uh, been to very many, uh, was a war reporter, uh, has that in his background. I think it's kind of exciting to to see someone like that who's that mainstream going out and telling people to be prepared and why and really talking and making a case for how we need to make our infrastructure when I say infrastructure we're talking about electrical infrastructure stronger. Um I don't know if you guys have ever dealt with a large scale blackout before. I was involved in one in uh South Orange South well actually from started in Arizona, and then came all the way up into uh, to Orange County, California, and it was amazing to see how fragile our electrical system really is. Uh, I know we've had a couple of guests on talking about the the grid and and what we can do to harden it uh, to make it uh, to make it more strong. And I think that uh, you you would enjoy this book if you have not read it. I really highly recommend, highly recommend it. As a matter of fact, I've actually bought a copy of this book for somebody for their uh, birthday, and so um, I'm I'm glad that they were able to read it and enjoy it. Again, it's it's paperback right now, not very expensive, uh, somewhere like around the ten dollar range. So again, it's a little older book. It's came well, I guess whatever. It came out in 2016, um, so it's not necessarily you know fresh off the off the press, but it's not super old. But I do highly recommend, like I said, it's a paperback book. It's a, it's a fun read. Uh, it's it's not boring by any means. It's not wonky in any case. Um, I think that if you're going to give it as a gift, I think people who read will enjoy it. Uh, people who know Ted Koppel will enjoy it. Uh, people who want to prepare for disasters will enjoy it. So I think it's one of those books that uh, would go over well as a gift. And that's not the only one that we had on, on here that has to deal with the grid. And we'll get to that in a second. Moving to number three. And this book we've had we've had Garrett Graff on the show, and uh, it's called Raven Rock: The Story of U.S. Government's Secret Plan to Save Itself While the Rest of Us Die. And it is a hardcover book. It's a great book. I highly recommend. It's on sale right now. Well, on at uh, on Amazon. I highly recommend buying this book. Um, I <laughs> I actually bought this book three times, and the reason why I bought it three times one I bought audi- an audible copy of it. Second one, I bought a hard copy to have, and then I gave it away. And then I bought the uh, hard copy, the third one. I bought another copy from uh, directly uh, from Garrett, and he had him sign it for me. Um, it's kind of cool. Uh, so Garrett, really great guy, number one. Number two, outstanding book, well written. It really gets into the beginnings of emergency management, the beginnings of, of FEMA. It goes all the way back to Truman. And uh, all the way to today, and what we do as emergency managers, what FEMA is, how why it got developed, the civil defense system. If you like the history of emergency management, you'll love Raven Rock. And I can't recommend this book more. Uh, again, um, it got voted. It's the number three uh, book on the on the shelf. So now we're moving um, up the, the the ranks here uh, to the top two, but. Realistically, two of them have tied, and uh, we'll get in that into to that in a second. But again, Raven Rock number four. Buy it, buy it, buy a couple copies. Tell Garrett I sent you. <laughs> All right. 
So this book here is a staple of emergency management. And um, there is no, this, the, the top two here, I'm, I'm going to leave um, just how they were on the list on the, there's no difference between this one. There's there's no favorability by any means by who went to two, two, whatever. So this one, though, I'm going to talk about. And it's been, again, recommended highly by people who have been on the show, right? When I ask that question, what book books or publications do you recommend? The Unthinkable, Who Survives When Disaster Strikes and Why by Amanda Ripley has come up time and time again. And there's a reason behind it. It's an outstanding book. Um, I have a copy of that on my bookshelf. Uh, I got to see Amanda Ripley speak a couple of times, actually, um, at the IAEM conference one time and um, at the CISA conference uh, here in California. And it was amazing to be able to see her speak. Her, sp- her speech is really good. It's it's basic, you know, uh, if you get to hear, you'll you'll enjoy it, uh, why she's doing what she does. But the cool part about it is she started writing this book after she's been responding to disasters around the world um, and seeing who who survives and why. And she wanted it. She asked that question. And it goes back to that question, why? And and I really uh, enjoy that question. All right. And that's one of the things I really get into is, is why. Why do things happen? What's the process behind it? Why did this person survive and this person not? You know, you take a look at uh, homes that caught on fire. And why did that one catch on fire and this one not in a wildland fire? And that why question really sticks with you. And so she went back and took research and took a look at it, and she found out why people survive disasters. And if you haven't read this book, you really need to. Uh, This is a little older. It's 2009. But like I said, it's been highly recommended a bunch of times on the show. I highly recommend it. The stories in there are are, are unbelievable. Stories of 9-11 are in there. Stories from back in the the history of, of why people survive different things. And I don't think that you'll go wrong by buying the book as a gift. So that's The Unthinkable and Who Survives. The next book coming up, it's an amazing story. Uh, and uh, I had a friend of mine recommend this book to me, uh, and, I, and I went and I read it, and I was like, holy smoke. This is one of those books that you go, incremental decision-making <laughs> makes for bad policy. And not to have a plan written down to follow, It's it, it just shows how terrible terrible incremental decision making is in a disaster and the name of the book is called five days at memorial by sherry fink i'm kind of speechless right now with this because the deal is is that it's a hospital and people went to this hospital because it was one of those fixtures in the community i think that the system let people down i don't want to judge anybody in this thing uh, the, the story that is told in this book is powerful um, she lays out a really good case um, about what she researched and did, and she's investigated this thing. It's not just an opinion piece. This has been litigated um, in, in court, not her book, but the story well, when she's talking about it, and the people were found not guilty. But was the, I would say that the reason why people died at Memorial Hospital was incremental decision-making gone bad. And I think that if you take a look at this book and see why, if you work at a hospital, you need to read this book. If you know somebody who works at a hospital, you need to read this book. If you have a hospital in your jurisdiction, you need to read this book. If you like emergency management, you need to read this book. There's a reason why it made number two. I voted for it myself on here. And uh, I think it's, and I didn't put it on. I did not put that book on the, uh, 
remiss not to have put that book on the, on the list, uh, but I voted for it. And uh, yeah, Five Days at Memorial, highly recommended. Um, if you don't read this book, uh, you're, you're really, really missing out. Now we're coming to number one. Number one, this book was one of those books that you read it and you go, wow, I, I could see myself making not the same decisions necessarily, but going through that process. And this book really kind of gets into, the first book does, it's a three book series. Um, but this first book gets into right after uh, an event occurs, the city coming together, making decisions, opening the emergency operations center, the raw discussions that are occurring in the policy room, the raw discussions that are occurring in the emergency operations center, the decisions that are being made, and some of the considerations that are being made after this particular event occurs. And the story is called One Second After by William Forsham. William Forsham was on our show uh, as well when he came out with his other book called The uh, One Year One Year After. And then he has another book called The Final Day. And they're all they're all very good, well written books. It's a fantasy. It's not not a true story. And it talks about electricity going out. An EMP attack is what it ended up being, but it talks about electricity going out, uh, all the power, everything powerful, cars stop working, so forth and so on. It is a little, you know, if, when you read it, you gotta you gotta read it with the idea that it is a fiction book that. Is everything in there true? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know enough about the, the EMP to say that that's exactly how it would work out. But, you know, in this case, it's like I said, it's a fiction book, so just go with it. Don't fight the scenario like we say when we're doing training. And you'll really enjoy it. But I thought that he really, in this first book, took the essence of what decision-making is during a disaster, the conversations that have to happen during a disaster, implementing the emergency operations plan, Especially when you have nothing that works. The fire trucks don't work. The police cars don't work. The jail doesn't work anymore. You know, things like this. So I really was excited about reading this book when it came out. And this, again, it's a little bit older. It's a 2009 uh, book. But I really think that it took the, the essence of what emergency management is and, and plays it out in this uh, in this fiction book. And I think that William had a really good understanding of what it was to be an emergency manager talking to him about the research that he did on these books. Um, he, he went through and talked to his city's emergency manager and sat down with him and asked him questions and, and, uh, played this scenario out. So it wasn't like he just, you know, willy nilly made the scenario, you know, made it the, the decision making point. He really did the research, really got the essence of what it was to be in that EOC under that pressure, making these decisions, life altered decisions for people, um, and I think it was really exciting. So that is book number one, one second after for the book, books, or publications that belong on your bookshelf. Now, there are a few books here that did not make the list. They did not make the list because their people didn't vote for them. Um, but however, I, I want to kind of mention a couple books that I think that are really kind of good that you might want to have if, if these books don't really necessarily, you know, float your boat, if you will. Uh, one book that I think is exciting, especially for people in the West Western United States with the water crisis, um, is called The Cadillac Desert. And the other book that I think is I'm reading right now, and again, talks about water, it's called Thirst. Those two books didn't make the uh, top 10. However, um, I really find them um, 
interesting books specifically about water. So if water is one of your things, those two books um, should be, you know, again, you should pick them up. Another book that I'm going to put out there, and again, this is a really good Christmas gift if you want to give it to your, your cert team members or just loved ones or people who want to be prepared. It's called Thank You for Being Prepared. And it was by, by Michael Cantor. And Michael Cantor actually, well, we had an interview with him already. It has not gone live yet. It will go live here shortly. That book is a, uh, Michael Cantor is a great guy, number one. And number two, that book is really well written for somebody for preparedness. So I highly recommend buying that as a gift as well. So anyway, we're coming down here to the to the end of the show. You know, these are the books that, that made the list. We will do this again next year uh, with with the voting. If so, if you have not joined the Facebook group yet, go and do so. So you too can enjoy uh, voting for the top 10 books or book that belong on your man, Urbancy Manager's bookshelf for the holiday book show. Um, again, I'd love to have you guys come over there. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And find us over there. Join us. Converse with us. Love to have you. Always come over to the uh, the website, emweekly, www.emweekly.com. And you can also go down there and do the Ask Todd if you have any questions. Love to have uh, any questions that are out there. And again, thank you so much for listening to our show. And without you, we're really nothing. And it's exciting to, to be part of this. And I hope you guys have a wonderful wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. See you next week.